Hello, everyone. Welcome to our podcast. Here we will delicately and tactfully walk through each psychological issue. Psych! This podcast is meant for entertainment purposes only. This is not intended as individual, psychological, or medical advice. Please proceed at your own risk and always defer to your individual medical or mental health care team. Basically, don't make it weird, guys. Right. <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome to Shit Your Shrink Thanks. And I want to thank you for giving me the best day of my life. My life. <laughs> and oh, just to be with you is having the best day of my life. And life. <laughs> That's Dido, everyone. That is Dido. And this is Shit Your Shrink Things. The reason we are singing Dido today is because we're having an episode about gratitude. The attitude of gratitude. Yay! And the song is called Thank You. So we figured, hey, that's close enough to what we need. Yeah, yeah. that works. That yeah. works. So as we had mentioned, this is Shit Your Shrink Things. It's a podcast where two shrinks tell you what we think about mental health. We tell you some hot goss on our own lives and the skills we are trying. We probably <laughs> we probably wash over our own lives just a little bit. I mean, it's more of a steaming pile <laughs> of rubble than we admit. But you might you can get like some fun facts about us. <laughs> some nuggets yeah, from some it. Nuggets. Yeah. So as you guys might remember, we're still learning about each other here on the pod. And so we do a storytelling section called What's Good. We either tell a story or we say a fun yeah. fact. What's good with you this week, Michaela? So my what's good this week is how life didn't really give us lemons. Oh, really? Yeah. So that saying, when life gives you lemons, make lemonade, is total bogusness because we invented them all on our own. So the lemon is a human invention that only a few thousand years ago was created. Wait, the what? The first lemons. Yeah, yeah. Isn't that crazy? No. Yeah. So the first lemons came from East Asia, possibly Southern China or Burma. Mm -hmm. And the exact date, you know, is not fully known. But scientists figure it's been around for more than 4,000 years. And the lemon is actually a crossbreed of a bitter orange with a citron. And the bitter orange in itself is even a hybrid of two other citrus fruits, the pomelo and the mandarin. What in the world? You're telling me lemon, right? lemons aren't real? <laughs> well, yeah, like we totally created them. That is a man-made thing. So life never effing gave us lemons. We gave ourselves lemons. That's quite the metaphor for mental health. Our problem, right? Many of our problems are self-generated. Are self-created. That's what I thought. I thought that was awesome. Uh. To be fair, I think... In this time that they created them, it was often something used in the sea, you know, like to help you not get a... Scurvy? Scurvy. Yeah. 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 So I think it was created for legitimate purposes, but 
still, I thought, yeah, the metaphor, life gives you lemons. And it's like, well, life never actually gave us lemons. We made our own fucking lemons. (laughs) (laughs) We will make this problem and also then take all of the credit for solving the problem. But not... Yes. But not any accountability for making the problem. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) That's my favorite way of being, is to pretend I did not create my own problem, but take... Totally not my fault, but I'm going to fix it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) There's a problem, yo, I'll solve it. Check out the hook while the DJ resolves it. Revolves it? Ice baby. Yeah, resolve. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay, that's a fun Uh, factoid. Fun factoid addition. I think scurvy can cause your teeth to fall out. Not fun. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's like everybody's nightmare. You know, we've all had those fucking nightmares of teeth falling out. I have a nightmare of my teeth falling out like on a weekly basis. It's a really common nightmare. I heard. And apparently it's about appearance, like how you oh, is it? perceive you're being, per- I don't, yeah, some dream analyst, but you know, who knows? Maybe, I, I thought it was about control, which would make a lot of sense for me, like, because I'm a control freak, <laughs> to connect the dots. So all my teeth falling out would be out of my control, but I don't know. Maybe yeah, it is about my appearance. Could be. It could be both. It could be about yeah. feeling la- out of control and how people are perceiving. Yeah. Oh, I like that one. I don't know. We'll have I to do a dream know. analysis. I'm not a dream expert. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we'll have to do a dream analysis uh, episode. You know, I think back when we were in grad school, I remember folks talking about dream analysis as if it was total bullshit. And I don't know. I mean, I know that nightmares are um, related to, right, like PTSD and things like that. And I have to, I do, I have to believe there is something to dreams. Oh, I think so. Yeah. I'm totally, I'm totally down that rabbit hole. Yeah. Yeah. I have to believe, I mean, (laughs) I I know that empirically speaking, I think there is not a lot of good evidence on it, but that doesn't mean that something doesn't exist just because there isn't good evidence yet. Exactly. I mean, that's the whole thing, like spirituality Mm -hmm. and magic. It's all just spicy psychology and science that hasn't yet been proven. Yeah. That's how I like to Magic is just <laughs> spicy psychology. Yeah. Mm, num, num. <laughs> uh, uh, anyway, what's your what's good? My what's good this week is that I am working part time and I am not working full time. And I love that. I did like a Yay! little time study on myself last week. And I think I, I want to say I only worked like mm, 14 hours. <laughs> and it was amazing and it's also triggered me to wonder how I was working as much as I was working before I don't know if it's maybe like having a kid and that time is now redirected to the kid but yeah I was gonna say I still feel like you're pretty busy yeah but like in terms of actual time I'm spending on like my main hustle I have like a main hustle a side hustle and then a side side hustle so my main hustle <laughs> I'm only spending 14 hours on. And then my side hustle got kind of canceled this week, uh, which cool. was the uh, me Weather? teaching. Yeah. Yeah. There was a blizzard and I drove all the way out there. Yeah. How much snow did you guys get? An ass ton. Like an ass yeah. ton. Yeah. We got at least a foot. Dang. Dang. <laughs> yeah. That was, I mean, but I drove, I still drove out there, but it everybody's patience canceled. So I was just out there with nothing to do. Showed up with all my bells and whistles on, and there was nothing. Did you get to... paid for it? Oh hell since yeah! You up? Good, yeah, yeah. So hey, that was pretty. Good. I mean, it, it could be worse. Uh, sure. And then my side side hustle is this. So, and I have been just 
I, I put a lot of effort into this, but this doesn't feel as much like work. So yeah, I'm I'm loving yeah, that. Which I, is why this is the retirement plan. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> like, come on. Yeah. So, uh. Speaking of which, folks, uh, if you do, if you are liking what we're putting down, we do encourage you to donate to our Patreon because it helps us yeah. keep doing this. And hey, if that would be lovely. financial resources are not an option right now, keep in mind that you can always just like, rate, and review us because that will help us yeah. get found. Or share us. Tell other people about us. You know, spread the word. Tell the word. Bird. Tell the word. <laughs> <laughs> Tell the word. Words are hard. Yeah. Yes. So what did you try for Outside of Podcast experimenting this week? So last week we talked about invisible labor. Mm-hmm. And my homework was to have a conversation with the hubby about our labor division due to all of our life changes recently. Mm-hmm. And we got about halfway there. I would say. Okay. Uh, That's We still really need to have like a sit down, like divide and conquer conversation. Mm -hmm. But we did at least have the starter conversation about having a conversation and just sort of discussing like everything has changed. Yeah. So, I mean, precursor. Yeah. I like that. I I think that, you know, sometimes you got to make a plan to do the plan. Right. Yeah. Good for (laughs) you. I appreciate that. How about, yeah. How about you? How did your homework go? Well, I nuked my entire life as I was talking about <laughs> prior prior to prior to this uh, episode. We were chatting a little bit, and I I don't know. I think I do a bad job of knowing when my emotional resources are running out, and then mm-hmm. they just run out, and then I get super mad, and I just like stop doing emotional labor or invisible labor for everyone, and uh, yeah, so I just kind of like cold turkeyed it, and. I think I think people really noticed. So it was maybe don't do that. Maybe don't do what I'm describing. <laughs> That's maybe don't just completely cut everybody. Yeah, out. don't do but that. You gotta do what you gotta do, and until you have a better understanding of when you're running empty. Yeah, you know, in an ideal world, what a person would do is like notice their feelings and needs prior. Uh, I think that part of my brain is broken. <laughs> like, I don't know where that like those that neuron bundle ran off to, but it just don't work no more. And so I, I'm like, oh, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. And then all of a sudden I'm like, yep, not fine. And then I just kind of withdraw all emotional labor or invisible labor. And I think, you know, one thing I did notice is that I think folks don't really I don't know if they they do value it and they do it people do benefit from it, but I don't think they realize how much is going on until it is no longer there. Um, so there yeah. is some benefit of people noticing and being like, wow, that's a lot of emotional labor you were doing. And me being like, yep. <laughs> so, you know, you win some, you lose some, I guess. It wasn't an intentional homework, but it was what I did yeah. for homework. <laughs> it was. I think it was kind of what your homework was. I feel like you were, it was something about your emotional labor, yeah. labor with others. Yeah, well. I then I did it. Good job, me. <laughs> so this week's podcast will be about the attitude of gratitude. Moving into what we're talking about today, yeah. So we're going to start t- by talking today about what gratitude is and what gratitude is not. So gratitude is mm-hmm. a really, really, really important psychological concept, and knowing about it can help your life pretty dramatically. Gratitude is a conscious awareness of the things that you're thankful for and appreciative of in your own life. And as a psychological principle, it means really taking a frequent inventory of what is going well. It's conscious, right? It's not just like this passive thing. It's a conscious thing. 
And it can be a current state, like you're having an emotional experience of feeling grateful. And it's not like a permanent thing. It's just, you know, it's passing through, you're noticing it, and then it's gone. Mm -hmm. Or it can be a personality trait that one is born with or cultivates. So you can become grateful. Um, so it can be grown to promote resiliency. Yeah. And I think we talked a little bit about that in our resiliency episode. How yes, we did. beneficial having an attitude of gratitude can be to help you bounce back. Yes. And yeah. if you didn't listen to that, we do highly recommend listening to our episode on resiliency. Head on back. Yeah. And gratitude is one of the pillars of positive psychology experience and outlook, along with optimism and hope. I mean, it's really an essential component for kind of just leading a happy life. Yeah. I think people uh, kind of count positive psychology out because it's it's like, you know, therapists are there to make sure you do not die and that you resolve, you know, depression, anxiety, whatever. But I think that fails to account. We've talked about this a lot, but positive psychology and wellness. And I think wellness and positive psychology are equally important. I think you need to not mm -hmm. just resolve a negative thing, but I think you do need to put a positive thing in its place. Right, right. I think part of the struggle there for therapists is, again, there's not enough of us. So oh half the God. time we're just trying to juggle the people, like like you said, just keeping people alive. Mm -hmm. There's not enough time. Mm -hmm. For an, and enough of us mm -hmm. to actually address past that half the time. It's like, okay, well, you're not, you're not, you know, going to implode now. So yeah. good luck. Your depression's good. We, <laughs> we have done it. <laughs> we have done it. That's the maximum. Yeah. I think uh, wellness principles are just like critical to know about and to have some self-reflection on. So one thing that gratitude is not, tell us, Michaela, about how gratitude is not toxic positivity. Yeah. So as a reminder, toxic positivity is often invalidating. This would be saying something like, well, just be grateful you have a car if you tell your friend that your car broke down or making a statement about being thankful for all the things you have when another person is clearly suffering. So we have a few different examples of this yes. in a lovely, lovely handout. I love your handouts, <laughs> and I would love to hear your examples of toxic positivity. So keep in mind, this is not gratitude, and we're trying to point this out so that you know what gratitude is and what it is not. Right. So toxic positivity would be, you will get over this soon. Mm -hmm. Whereas being supportive and validating is, you've really survived hardships before, and I believe in you. Yeah, that feels so I believe so in your different. ability to overcome. Yeah. What's another one, Sunny? So one could be just be positive or just be grateful if something happens, saying that to somebody. And a different thing to say could be, I know it's difficult right now and things can easily go wrong, but maybe we can think about what went right or what could go right. Or <laughs> my personal favorite, favorite, good vibes only. And then <laughs> you could say, actually, all energy is natural. We can just learn to accept good and bad vibes. Whatever's coming our way, we're surfing it. Yeah. Another example, stop being negative all the time. A validating response would be, it's okay you're feeling really negative right now, but it doesn't have to define you. Yes. Or just think happy thoughts. Just remember what you're grateful for. It's all right if you aren't positive and happy right now. Feel your emotions and let it pass. My best wishes are always with you. Another example Never quit. Never give up ever. Oh, that one kills As me. As toxic positivity. Yeah. yeah. Whereas a, a supportive thing is, you know, giving up is all right. In fact, sometimes it's necessary 
that we give up. Yeah. Focus on what you actually want to accomplish. Yeah. You kind of do want to be a quitter, actually. <laughs> like sometimes, some... Yeah. Sometimes you got to quit it. Yeah. It's... In some ways, quitting can be okay. And then, or we could think about the toxic positive statement, just stop being sad and be happy instead. You could say instead, I know how terrible it feels right now, but would you like to do something that you might enjoy? So these are some examples, right, of Mm -hmm. toxic positivity. And we'll kind of contrast that with what gratitude actually is. So being grateful does not mean that you ignore or refuse to acknowledge suffering. You can be grateful as well as have a negative emotion at the same time. So like in grief, you can be really sad that you have lost something or someone. Mm-hmm. And you can also be really grateful for all the time that you had. You can be missing them and grateful for what you experienced with this person or yeah. thing. Or even, you know, I think about people who maybe were suffering at the end. Mm-hmm. You could be really missing them and really deep in your grief, but also thankful that their suffering is over. Yes, exactly. So you can have an experience of gratitude and a negative emotion. Being grateful doesn't eliminate a negative feeling, which is it, but it can temper it, I would say, or it can Mm -hmm. take the edge off in some ways. It'll still be there, but uh, the combination of these two things may help move forward or help with growth. So it's important to note that levels of gratitude are actually tied to your expectations about the world. So, for example, you know, kind of in our Western world, you simply expect good health and good fortune. Like, I just should, I deserve to have a good life, I deserve to have good health, and I deserve to have, you know... A friend of my husband's once said, all I want is to be rich and have a hot wife. (laughs) (laughs) And so I think about that a lot. It's just that's the expectation. Like, I I just want to be rich and have a hot wife. Right. That's so easy. Come on. Why? Yeah. Yeah. And so if you set your expectation, like, that's just what you should get, you're probably going to be disappointed by slight deviations in the outcome. And you, like, having shoulds kind of make it so that you have a harder time experiencing gratitude if you take a disposition of gratitude and curiosity instead like whatever comes comes and i will be grateful for the the good things that i experience then you're more likely to experience positive emotions like thankfulness and well-being yeah i think about how many times maybe reflect on you have an event coming up Mm -hmm. and you have big expectations of how that event or situation is going to play out. Mm -hmm. And when it doesn't play out exactly how you envisioned it, Mm -hmm. you're so disappointed. Instead of actually enjoying the event, instead of actually being grateful for maybe the people that came or the the things that did go right within it, you're really just focused on how it didn't meet up to the picture that you created in your head. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So why is gratitude so important when we talk about it in relationship to mental wellness? Well, one There's a lot of research that shows that gratitude is associated with a lot of positive outcomes. So one is that if you have more gratitude, then this is associated with increased quality of social relationships. And I mean, think about it. You want to be around people who are uplifting, people who are grateful. You know that everybody has in their friend group or has met that person that is kind of zen, but in a genuine way, like they're actually zen, they're actually grateful, and they just have this energy that is so amazing to be around. Right. Those And then you have that other friend yeah. who is always a negative Nelly and you're like, oh my gosh, why do I even invite this person? Yeah, like this person <laughs> is actually killing me. They're sucking the soul out of my nostrils. And so right. people want to be around people who notice things that are 
that they're grateful for, that they're thankful for. It's just easier to be around. It's not saying that you have to, again, get rid of negative emotions. You can be like, I'm really pissed off about this. I'm grateful that, you know, I still have a job, but boy, do I hate it. (laughs) Right? Like you can, you can have both things at the same time. It tempers it and it promotes. Again, it's that genuine factor you said. It's it's not the toxic positivity. It's the genuineness Mm -hmm. of, but here's the good stuff. Yeah. When also it promotes like when you're in a conversation with somebody who's acknowledging things that they are pissed about, but also things they're grateful about, it will promote that person to respond in kind. So kind of have an upward spiral about things you're grateful about instead of just staying stuck in the mud. So it does Mm, improve quality social relationships. What else does gratitude do? Well, clearly, it also improves our emotional health. Oh, yes. It helps us rebound from disappointment easier because our scope and focus includes the things that we're also thankful for. Absolutely. We're we're looking past some of those disappointments. We're looking past the things that are going wrong and trying to find the things that are going right. Absolutely. And because of that, it promotes psychological well-being. So there's just fewer diagnoses of mood disorders and anxiety disorder, right? So like depression, anxiety, and it can provide resilience for other psychological conditions as well. And so we know that it's uh, something that's preventative in the research. And it's really an important predictor of well-being and just other desirable life outcomes, like the attitude of gratitude may actually kind of help predict some successful getting of things that you want. So it's like a self-fulfilling prophecy, honestly. Right. Exactly. Yeah. 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 And that's, you know, that comes into play again with the negativity and the positivity. I've seen that play out with other people when they have the negativity. It's like, okay, well, now you're creating this negative wave and you're bringing it in because of how you're viewing Mm -hmm. things. Whereas when you have yeah. that attitude of gratitude, you're you're just kind of looking for more good. Right, right. It's funny because I think that like to there are t- times where things just really negative happen and there's really not a great way to see it. But then, sure. you know, you can think about the gratitude of things in the past, et cetera. And so, mm-hmm. again, it's just about like tempering it and you may experience something more positive by tempering it. It also just increases positive affect, like just a better mood and overall life satisfaction. And interestingly enough, it's associated with extroversion. So for Mm. for all of y'all extroverts out there, I think Michaela and I were ambiverts. So we're we're kind of in the middle, but it's associated with extroversion. So I thought that was interesting. It also protects against substance abuse, neuroticism, and as well as anxiety, depression, Mm -hmm. like Sunny was kind of saying earlier. So, I mean, if we're feeling kind of more grateful we're not going to be trying to grab something to help ease our suffering like a substance we're not going to be looking to try to improve that moment because we're we're already looking to improve the moment mentally mm-hmm. instead of trying to kind of you know <laughs> cloud it out yeah absolutely <laughs> absolutely we're trying not to avoid because we're grateful of what's already happening we don't have to have experiential avoidance in the moment because we are experiencing gratitude for the moment right So it's also hypothesized that gratitude, because it promotes positive affect, may also just help with stress-related conditions like cardiovascular issues, reducing chronic Mm. pain, and inflammation. So it can be useful for your health. Yeah, again, that whole thing that everything is connected, how we're feeling emotionally, psychologically, that affects our physical well-being. When we have high anxiety, that's affecting our heart. Mm -hmm. That's affecting, you know, we're in that stress hormone all the time. Whereas if we're able to decrease our stress, focus on some positive things, Mm -hmm. it's going to impact our physical well-being. Yeah. 
And interestingly, I just I just thought about this as we were kind of, you know, coming up with this outline. I wanted to mention that gratitude tends to be a foundational practice in both ancient and new age spiritual meaning-based practices. And I just noticed that, you know, if I'm taking an anthropological standpoint here, anything that is really old like this and it keeps showing up over and over again across spiritual practices, across meaning practices, across scientific persuasions, right? Then you've really got something that's a pillar, a foundational experience that will promote health. Really old things like this that keep coming up over and over again, there's a reason right. for it. There's a big reason for it. Now, I <laughs> will say one cautionary tale. When somebody is not feeling grateful, do not try to force them to feel <laughs> grateful. That is right. No, this is when you do the validate and support. That's how you get punched. <laughs> right? You can start. You can always start with validation and support. The conversation, once somebody is validated and supported, can then move to gratitude afterwards. Right. But yeah. it's important to start with the validation piece. Yeah, definitely. So really, based on all this data, obviously, gratitude is a pretty good call. And again, the good news is that even if we're kind of naturally pessimistic and not so optimistic, this is a skill that we can cultivate and grow just like anything else. So think of it like physical exercise. You have to practice lifting weights or doing that exercise to grow that muscle. So Sunny, what are some specific exercises that people can practice? Yes. So my favorite is going to be gratitude journaling. And this is one that it does require work, but things that, I mean, that's our society, right? We don't want to do work for things that are, you know, important, but things that are hard often are things that are valuable. So consider these journaling exercise prompts because they can really help if, even if you just ask yourself these things in the car and list them out. It can really be helpful. Right. So I'm grateful to myself for, that could be a prompt. So I might say I'm grateful to myself for making time to sit with Michaela today at this podcast, right? That could be Yay. a thing I'm grateful for. I'm grateful for three things I hear. One could be silence right now. <laughs> like yeah. like I'm, I'm sitting quietly. Yeah. That makes me feel really happy. I'm hearing my friend's voice and I'm hearing laughter, right? Those are things I could be grateful for. I'm grateful for three things I see. I'm grateful for three things I smell or three things I can touch or feel or taste. So you can go through your five senses with what you're grateful for. Yeah. What else? You can just do three things. Yes. You know, I'm grateful for just three random things yes. that... You know, thankful that my car has gas in it, mm -hmm. that I have a window that I can see birds out of now. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> birds. That my cat is back home safe and warm. Oh, yes. <laughs> birds and cat. Yeah, baby. Yeah, it's fun. Could be I'm grateful for these three friends, three teachers, family members. Could be grateful for three things in my home. People who hired you or coworkers. Yeah. Or I'm so grateful to my family because, or something good that happened this week was, or I'm grateful for my friendship with so-and-so because. I'm grateful for who I am because. Yeah. Something silly that I'm grateful for, or just something else. You know, you can, you can really expand on all of those things. Really try to expand your horizons, because I think sometimes when people practice these exercises, they start to repeat the things that they're grateful for. Yeah. You want to try to get novel if you yeah. can, get something new in there. 
You yeah, can't say I coffee every morning, even though I kind of do. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Sometimes you're really grateful for coffee. <laughs> right. <laughs> to be fair. And if you're really feeling it, that's, that's fine. fine. That's right. fine. But, but yeah. try to expand and, and pick a few different things periodically. Mm-hmm. You could also try something different, like writing a gratitude letter to another person. Or you could do a mindfulness exercise focused on savoring the moment and what good things are happening in that moment, like noticing the positive of that moment. Mm -hmm. You can even do this on a mindful walk. I like to do that on a mindful walk, honestly. You know, again, it's looking at all the nature around me, the critters, you know, the just hearing the different nature sounds, seeing how happy the dog is. It's something that I really like to try to do on those. And I also want to go back to the the gratitude letter just for a second. I think that people, you know, this one can actually be something where you write the letter to somebody else about all the things you're grateful for for them, and then you read it to them, or you send it to them and see their reaction. Every um, Thanksgiving, I actually do this. Aww. So, yeah, I will send, I'll usually send like one little note to somebody. I used to do, so I used to do it extensively for like my entire friend network and family. Yeah. And I would just write like a little mm, three or four sentences about something specific to them that I was grateful for. And people just like, oh, ate it up. It. I'm sure. Yeah. 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 It was like, How but it was also cool. Yeah. yeah. It was a really fun experience. I really. And honestly, if you're looking for just something to improve your relationships with other people and to get some yummy, positive pellets for the day, pick out a random person and send them. So like an example is like if I was sending a gratitude text to Michaela, I might say like, hey, I'm super grateful because you are a person that really validates my experience, even when other people do not seem to put in emotional labor to do that. (laughs) That was something we're just talking about before this, (laughs) this podcast or like, I'm super grateful that, you know, we can laugh together and I appreciate your sense of humor. And then you just send that little nugget out to the person and it creates positivity in their day. But it also ends up with a situation where a lot of times they're grateful for you back mm-hmm. and they say something to you. Yeah. Back. And so that's really. Yeah. Nice I've done also, that through text a few times where I'll just randomly be like, you know, oh, yeah. thankful for your friendship because of X, Y and Z. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I do that same thing as well, and I, it just has awesome results. It does. So. It really deepens relationships. It's a cool thing. Again, you're so you're focusing on your gratitude, but you're also mm-hmm. putting the good out there, and then it feels good, you know, warm fuzzies all around. <laughs> absolutely. Yes, absolutely. And I think, too, um, you know, another thing that you could try to do is a gratitude box. A lot of people will kind of, like, make something physical, like they decorate it, or I've even seen these, like, glass-blown, like, balls. Ooh. And once you have these receptacles like this ball or this box, then you can write little notes about things you're grateful for over the course of the week or over the course of your day. And eventually then you can like at the end of the month, open the box up and reread through all the different things. And it really helps just give a burst of joy, something really positive, especially when you're having a bad day. That can be something to kind of grab from when you're struggling to find something. I've Mm -hmm. heard of people doing that with you know, with marriage, with like when they first get yeah. married or when they're first, you know, starting that relationship, kind of putting a, a little box together for their first anniversary of different reasons. I love Aww. you or whatever. Ah, that's very cute. I, I think that that actually could be really quite helpful, honestly. Yeah. Sometimes a tricky thing about it is just slowing down 
and having less and doing less. You know, people are actually more satisfied with life and their choices when they have less choices and fewer things going on. That overstimulation and access to everything actually tends to lead to a decrease in gratitude. And unfortunately, our culture is really, really hooked on that, hooked on that overstimulation. You know, they got to have three different things going at once when that just distracts our mind and keeps us away from enjoying the moment. Yeah, it absolutely does. I think, you know, I'm kind of looking at you, social media. You know, we we all have like chronic terminal cases of FOMO. We're always always seeing the highlight reels of other people's lives. And I think the expectation now in society is that you just have this good, perfect life all the time. And again, that really decreases your availability to have something grateful. You know, expectations are hoping for the best is a good thing. Optimism is a good thing. But expecting the best is very different. And expecting that things are just always going to be perfect for you is very different because it it leads to a lifestyle of dissatisfaction Mm -hmm. and it doesn't really help you. And I think like there's all of this, um, we keep trying to find some magic substitute uh, or this like kind of dopamine hit, whatever the next dopamine hit is, whether it's a substance, any kind of chemical, whether it's you're buying something, whether it's a new car or a new yeah. partner or whatever. And the reality is your dopamine hit is probably going to come better, more effectively, more consistently if you practice gratitude rather than if you keep reaching outside, if you reach mm-hmm. internally to find what you are already grateful for. That tends to be a more helpful process. It, it really is. It makes a difference. Yeah. Go inside, not externally. Yes. Mean, that's, yes. Uh, yeah. Right. Society. <laughs> it is. I know. I, and it's all, it's like, you know, they, they've created this perfect dystopia for that. I mean, they've really yeah. reinforced, I say they, like, you know, got my tinfoil hat on. Yeah. <laughs> those, those guys out those, there. Those, whoever they are. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, man. They. <laughs> they. Uh, the truth is out there. It's somewhere in yeah. Area 51. Trying to keep sure. us stressed and depressed. So then we just keep buying and we keep, yeah. you know, looking for something to make us happy and we keep grinding and we don't look up to stop and enjoy life because then we wouldn't be buying more shit, buying more shit yeah. or indulging in the next thing that's stupid. Putting more chemicals inside of us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. To make us feel a different way. Yeah. If we actually just yeah. were like grateful to, for the things we had and mourned the things we didn't and just like felt our full spectrum of emotional experience without right. any kind of cloaking device on that, then we would stop buying things, taking all of the chemicals and also like being subjugated to other people. And that would be a really problematic thing, wouldn't it? <laughs> it for, for our society, unfortunately, it would. Yeah, that's it really would what, be. But that's why break out the matrix, you know, yeah, yeah. pull the plug, take the pill <laughs> and find gratitude within. Oh, um, man. Sometimes I wish I was the person who would just like side note, stay in the matrix and eat the steak. Like I want <laughs> I want to be that person. And I just like I feel so frustrated because I feel like I was not gifted the like ability to do that. I think just temperamentally I came out pissed off. And so now I'm just like fo- I'm forced into like this doesn't make any sense to me and I'm not doing this. Right. No matter what, you can see the flaws. Yeah. Like, like oh. you can't not see it. Yeah. yeah. Once you see it, you're like, ah, shit. Yeah. I can't. Yep, I just can't stop there. 
poking it. It's bad. Anyway, <laughs> this is our episode on gratitude. We, we've diverged. <laughs> so what do we want to try for outside of practice for this podcast today? What homework? I want to work on just noticing good things in the moment and mm. acknowledging them. I want to really, again, just really just try to be mindful and kind of go with the flow of my day. And when things are going right, I want to notice and acknowledge and really try to embrace and feel mm-hmm. that gratitude and appreciate that moment or that thing. Yeah, I like that a lot. I can see how that would be highly effective. <laughs> <laughs> it takes a lot of awareness, though. It yeah. does. Yeah. But yeah. what What's your homework? Mm. Well, I was going to do back to my three good things exercise, but I will tell you I'm not in like a mental state where I'm ready and willing right now to acknowledge good things because I'm feeling very crabby and just like very taken advantage of by the world. I Listen, everybody, I am actually okay and probably a lot of this is not reality, but because I am not actually at the point where I want to do gratitude right now, I'm going to just try to have like manage expectations and go to a yeah like go to a place where it's just like I'm not going to expect good or bad I'm just going to see and be kind of curious about the outcome that tends to work really well for me when I just kind of like drop like what should be this I get caught up a lot in it should be this way and it should be that way and I think that's like my fatal flaw like if if everything were going well and people were behaving themselves then blah 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 would happen And I don't think that's actually like super helpful. And I think I just want to go to dropping expectations because then I kind of naturally become more grateful and more pleased Mm -hmm. by whatever happens. So I'm going to do an organic homegrown gratitude approach. Yeah. Just open curiosity to what will life bring me next? Yeah. What's going to happen? In a curious, yeah, but still looking for the good, but curious and not having the this should be going like this. What the fuck is happening? It's not going like this. That's exactly it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Curious and open. Curious and open. I'm going to try. Like I'm going to do my best. So do you have any jokes for me today? I've got a couple. Okay. I've got, I'm going to just okay. hit you with one. Okay. 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 I'll do one. You do one. Perfect. There we go. How do generals show their gratitude to their troops? Oh, something about salute, maybe? I don't know. They give tanks. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> That's clever. That's clever. That's clever. Okay. Okay, mine Hit is me. not good, <laughs> but this is what I have. How do cows show their appreciation? Something with mooing. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're you're on the right track. They say, thank you so much. <laughs> It's like a joke for preschoolers. I think it's like I think it should be on a Laffy Taffy. It's that bad. I like it. Hey, sometimes Laffy Taffy's got the jokes. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We've got jokes. (laughs) Okay. I really appreciate the person who taught me the meaning of the word plethora. It really means a lot. Oh. (laughs) I like that a lot. (laughs) That one's my favorite one. That one's my favorite one today. Well, thank you so much, you little podcasters listening in to us today. This is Shit Your Shrink Things. We appreciate your life minutes. And again, like, rate, review us. If you appreciated our episode today, maybe you can consider our Patreon. And we will chat with you next week. Yeah, see you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.